0: Of the National Football League kicking off. You were treated to seeing Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player ever. Sorry, LeBron. You saw Michael Jordan telling the world these lines in an NFL promo. I was away from the game for two years. He couldn't make it two months. And now he's back. The person he was referring to was obviously the return of Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers star quarterback who retired last year at the end of the season and then some 40 days later unretired from football and said he was returning to play his 22nd season. Now, many people in the basketball world have a running argument about who is the greatest of all time, the GOAT, as many people now use the term. To me, without a doubt, it's still Michael Jordan, and I believe most people would agree with that. Now, in the football world, it's far different. There is no argument or dispute. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time in terms of NFL quarterbacks, or the GOAT, if you will. So anytime you have the GOAT in basketball talking about the GOAT, In football, you have to stand up and take notice. What's going on here? These are rare occasions in the sports world. So Jordan said of Brady that he didn't last two months before he wanted to return to the game and start preparing for the next season. Which got us to thinking here at the Mojo Academy. Evidently, Tom Brady has a lot of passion for football. Which begs us... Ask the next obvious question to you. What are you passionate about? Do you like to write, for example? Is there a book that's been bouncing around in your head and in your soul that you've always wanted to write, but you never did? Why? How about teaching? We always need better teachers, especially in the traditional science. Do you like science or math? We need great teachers in those areas. So the question that kept coming up as we prepared for this Mojo Minute was, what are you, the listener, what are you passionate about? And are you doing, in fact, what you are passionate about right now for your work? Like Tom Brady, is your life's work something you are passionate about? Perhaps not. You might not be passionate about your job or your work or your current state in life, your vocation. Now, I might be hearing the collective groan from the listenership, from the gallery, because I'm going to guess that most people are not in their ideal job. I'm going to guess again that most people are not super passionate about what they're doing for work. But before we play the victim game, which is what our society will tell us to do, in fact, it will scream at the top of its lungs that you are entitled to have a job that you are passionate about, which is hogwash. But that is what they will tell us. That's what they will scream at us. We've seen that for the last 10 to 15 years, but let's take a step back. Let's get away from the ghouls of the culture. Perhaps the passion is in your perception. Perhaps the passion is in your productivity. Last week we talked about GTD or getting things done. Perhaps the passion is how you view your work. Because isn't that the real key? Isn't that the real question? Into finding your vocation. For example, whether you're a street sweeper or the CEO of a multi billion dollar corporation, the work is the work, right? Both people, the street sweeper and the CEO, both of those people will wake up every day and figure out how to do their jobs better, how to do their job with more effectiveness, how to do their job to serve others better if they're passionate about their job? How could they serve their family and their kids better? Setting the example of working hard for their kids, which is a good thing. Not enough people do that today. But both people will find ways to do their job, whether they're the street sweeper or the CEO, to provide a better product for the customers they serve. The street sweeper, for example, would be taking pride in their work and would look back at the day on all the cleanly swept streets and reflect it's more than just the streets or the sidewalks themselves. That person would reflect that people walking down the sidewalk would have pride in their community. They would not have to walk through filth or trash on the sidewalk like it's the 12th century in modern in Europe. And that's a good thing. We miss that sometimes in our current civilization. The CEO, for example, would be taking pride in his or her work and would look back on the day and ask themselves, is the company working with the best efficiency? Are they putting out to the world the very best product they can? Have they gotten better from one day to the next? Now, all of this is a broad sweeping statement to say how you perceive your work is the product of your passion. How productive you are in your work is the product of that passion. Essentially, you create your own passion. Passion doesn't show up at 9 a.m. on a Monday morning. Now, for the Christian or the Catholic, this passion of working well is a theology of work. Most of, most of the Christians and Catholics for some 500 years or longer had this notion of a rudimentary theology of work because it followed the example of their creator. When Christians work well, we imitate God, the creator of all things. And many in the Christian faith recall St. Joseph, Christ, father, foster father. He was a carpenter. Perhaps teaching that skill to Christ, because we know from Mark six three, he was the son of a carpenter. Now, to dig deeper into this, Pope St. John Paul II wrote a fantastic encyclical talking about this very subject, this rudimentary gospel of work, the nature of work, and how to view work. And I'll put a link in the show notes for the full text, because it's worth reading. It's very profound, very deep reading, and I would encourage you to to take a gander at it. But let's grab one quote. St. John Paul II says in Laborum exercens." Quote, this description of creation, which we find in the very first chapter of the book of Genesis, is also in a sense the first gospel of work, for it shows what the dignity of work consists of. It teaches that man ought to imitate God, his creator, in working, because man alone has the unique characteristic of likeness to God. Man ought to imitate God both in working and also in resting, since God himself wished to present his own creative activity under the form of work and rest. End of quote. Work and rest. Work as to imitate the Creator, and even rest to imitate the Creator as well. Ponder that reflection today. The book of Genesis, in fact, the very first chapter of Genesis was, in a sense, as Pope St. John Paul II told us, the first gospel of work. So in today's Mojo Minute, when you find yourself looking for passion in your work, reverse that mindset and change your perception. In your work when done rightly for the greater glory of God in your work, when done with more effectiveness in your work, when done with greater clarity, serving your family and your community and giving a great example and providing a great product. And by imitating the creator in your work to give greater glory to him, then you will find in your work, the passion for that work. And that will make all the difference. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com, where we have everything we discussed in this podcast, as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on.